You're listening to The Brand Compass, conversations to navigate your way to building a brand fit for purpose and poised for success. Here's your host, Shelley Rosland. Welcome to the show where we delve into where your brand meets your humans that you serve. My mission is to lift up micro businesses so that more people can find them work with them and be transformed by their genius. Hello, I am Shelley Rosland and I am a systems-led brand strategist and I'm here and pleased to welcome to one of those geniuses onto the show today and that is Alison O'Leary. Thank you for having me. So Ali and I are going to dig into a topic that every micro business owner and particularly a knowledge worker tackles when they first jump off that employment ship and that really is who am I if I'm not actually doing that job? What am I really good at? And actually, more importantly, what will people pay me for? Which is a huge topic, right, Ali? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're going to have a go. But luckily, I have a very superb conversation companion today. So let me introduce you quickly to Ali so you know who she is. She's a certified life and career coach specializing in career change to facilitate life change and is an ideal life advocate. Lots of change and lots of life in there, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she's the founder and designer of the Work Wonderland process, her proprietary way of helping people to place their unique strengths, yes, gifts and Figure it out, figure out the right career path. Correct. So place their unique strengths, gifts and passions at the heart of their decision making and planning, which I absolutely love. So I met Ellie more than probably 20 years ago, which I'm going to try and (laughs) just kind of swiftly move on from there. At the beginning of her London corporate career, and she was working in the communications and Markham's industry. She's always been one of those really, really bright lights for me, a positive human with a talent for connecting with people. And she runs her own micro business today, which gives us perfect context and perspective (laughs) today's conversation. Welcome, Ali. Thank you very much (laughs) for that wondrous intro. (laughs) There we go. So I wanted to keep this fairly relaxed because we had a brilliant conversation about this the other day. So we're going to try and refashion that. So shall we just kick off by asking you a little bit more about how you came to start your own business after leaving employment? Because I reckon that's a really good way to start to unpeel the conversation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I spent 20 years doing PR and comms for technology companies. And in the last kind of 10 years of that, really knew that that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, but was kind of stuck on what, I, what it was I, you know, what on earth would I do if I wasn't doing that? Um, so I actually hired a coach myself to help me figure it out and work out that coaching was the thing I wanted to do. And so I did my training and got qualified and then started to build my business up in the background. So it was it was an incremental kind of transfer sort of transformation over a period of four years where I eventually built up what I was doing in the background, then went part time with my, my oh. current role mm-hmm. and then moved into, you know, doing this full time. And I've been doing that now for quite a number of years. <sighs> Gosh. Okay. So it's a it's a common story. And not all of us actually manage to do that balance of that transition, right? To try and do a bit of it while we're in employment. I mean, I left employment quite burnt out. And I think I did struggle with the what am I good at? Because I didn't necessarily have great managers or leaders that helped me identify that. So yeah. I didn't really know as soon as I went unemployed what 
you know, what it is that people would pay me for. So I know you deal Mm. with similar kind of questions for your clients. So how do you help them to just navigate that bit about trying to identify their strengths? So it was specifically with strengths. And you're absolutely right. Like People just, you know, and I was the same, you just don't really know (laughs) where your value lies or what it is that you could do that people would pay your money for. Exactly. And so with, with my clients, I actually use a system called Clifton Strengths, which is, it's a methodology that was developed by Gallup the international research firm. Mm-hmm. And they they interviewed over 2 million people who were at the top of their game in every kind of job role and industry you can imagine to try and identify what it was that was making those people so successful and happy in their roles. Happy being and key. When they, happy being key, <laughs> right? So when they boiled down all of the, all of the data from that, that big body of research, they determined that there were 34 strengths that any one person might have. Oh, and grief. it's not really pat stuff. You know, it doesn't come back and go, well, you, ooh, you're really good at being organized and you're good at logistics. It's much deeper than that. Nice. And it's based on how you intuitively interact with people, with data, and just kind of with the world at large. And they've developed an online assessment off the back of the research that takes about half an hour to do. And it tells you what your top five strengths are. And so I get my clients to take this assessment and send me their results. And then we go through them in detail to really look at what do they really mean? How do they play out for them? And how can they utilize them? What do they point? What does it point to in terms of career paths and specific types of roles? Because what Gallup found through their research was that all these highly successful, happy people were all using their top five strengths every single day in the work they were doing. See, now this is the bit I want to dig into now because... (laughs) Because we alluded to this a little bit before when we've had other discussions about the the link here between strengths, value, and from a, a, so you mainly work with people who are employed people, quite driven employed people, but I work a lot of with people that are self-employed who've started Mm. up their businesses like you and me. So I'm interested in that link between the strengths and the value and that marketable value that, and obviously as an employed person, you get paid a salary. So there is yeah. a marketable value. But for a, how would you swing that round for someone running a micro business? So it's all about, you know, ultimately to be to be successful, you know, with, with, with your own business, you need to tap into what it is you do innately. And it tends to be things that we don't really value <laughs> because you're good at them, right? You're good at them. So you tend to think, well, surely everybody can do that. And that's not Ooh, a thing. And that's the key. That's the yeah. key. But if you can mm. identify what those things are and build not just your proposition around that, whatever your offer is, you know, whatever it is you, you, you're, you're doing for clients or customers, but also build your own marketing and promotion around your skill set. So and what I mean by that is that, for example, for me, obviously, a lot of my strengths sit in the people category because it's what I love. I just I, I kind of innately do it and, and it's, it's great. But what it meant from a business point of view and from a marketing point of view was that I needed to tap into my network to help me promote my brand, you know, utilize the relationships, the really deep relationships I've built with people over the course of time, you know, and I, I have people running a huge referral program for me, for example, because yeah. again, it's all about that, that relationship building and people skill. So, you know, not for me, tweeting every day. <laughs> so I adapt my marketing to suit my own skill set and, and, you know, the things that I'm naturally good at. So from a business building, as well as a, you know, what you do for clients, yeah. It's using the same capabilities. I think the bit I'd like to unpick a bit is, and I have found this with, okay, so I qualify myself as a knowledge worker. I don't know if you've heard, have you heard of that term? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I really struggled when I first went self-employed is that I didn't create a product, you know, a a thing that you can look at on the shelf and you can look at the good old fashioned USPs of it and and start to try and sell something, right? So eventually found this label of my knowledge work and I thought, oh, right, okay, it's my brain. So like my brain is my asset. But the challenge for knowledge workers is to take that intangible those intangible strengths, if you like, and then put that into something that is fashioned into some kind of service or some kind of advice or consultancy or coaching or mentoring, whatever it might be, that somebody else will buy, right? So how do you make that leap from, and I I mean, I know a little bit about how I've tried to work with clients myself in terms of trying to go, okay, just walk me through your day then. Tell me like when somebody is new and you start working with them, what do you do? And then those bits that they go, oh, well, what I do is I like, I spend inordinate amounts of hours doing da 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 da. I was like, oh, right. So do you price that time? Mm-hmm. So how do you help people then to try and, you know, work out that value and then what that actually ends up translating into in terms of talents and skills that's marketable value? So there's a sort of, there's a general framework that I take people through that, that, Sorry, lead on from your five strengths, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So that's it. Yeah. So there's a a framework I take people through. So strengths is one of the pieces. Yeah. But I do a piece of work with people around their personal values. So the ways in which they want, they need to live and work in order to be happy. I do a piece around their personality profiling because you're a human being. You bring yourself to your work as well as, you know, your, your skills and abilities. So we look at what that technically says and means about what you deliver or what you might package up or how you might produce what you're going to do. We do a piece around passions to make sure that, you know, what are the things that really light you up, that make you feel good, that energize you, because those are going to be things that are going to have real value. And we look at transferable skills. So of all of the the skills you've built up over the course of your career and and personal Mm. life, what are the things you're naturally good at and, and, and you know how to do and you enjoy? And we package all of that stuff together and start to then look at, well, what does that really mean from, you know, so if somebody is then looking at self-employment, we pull all of those pieces together to help them start to break down what does a service look like? What would a value proposition look like? And what, what do you do naturally as part of that potential process? You know, and part of it is about trial and error. It's about testing mm. things out, and, you know, and, and, and having a go to see what works and what doesn't. And also asking, isn't it? It's asking also if you do have at least a couple of clients asking them speaking to them getting feedback absolutely absolutely you know I get a lot of my clients who are at that very beginning kind of journey of of, of, you know starting you know self-employed and starting their own businesses to run pilot programs and you know with you know whether they do it for free or they do it to get case studies or they do it just to learn about what works for them as well as the client and then to get feedback through that process on what was good what could have been done differently and better so that you can really start to shape out whatever your proposition is, you know, and then you've got people that you've got case studies that back it up that enable you to then pitch it out. I think that testing process is really important, though, because I kind of found just for myself in designing and launching my own my own program was that you can only set out with in the beginning what you think is going what you to think be. is an idea. Absolutely. <laughs> and then actually getting the feedback of you know how it was for other but it wasn't necessarily around the con 
content per se, but it was mm. around how people assimilated it, digested it, yeah. w- what they got out of it for themselves as well. And I think that was very useful information to get because almost you then re-engineer how Absolutely. you say things, don't you? Yeah, totally right. That's exactly what I did. You know, when I started, once I'd qualified, I, you know, and I started, I did a lot of stuff for free to just try and, you know, find my feet and get a sense of what was going to work. You know, and I, at, the, at that time, I didn't know that I was going to create this very clear framework and process no, not. to help no. people get from no idea what it is I want to do to I'm really clear about what the right path is. I didn't know. You know, so I was testing and trialing different things, different techniques, different assessments, different tools, and then getting their feedback work, you know, like you said, getting their perspective on what they took away from it, what, you know, how I could enhance it so that over time, you know, you, I was, I was evolving. molding it and evolving mm. it, mm. you know, with, through all of the learnings until I've got, you know, until it became a very, very clear set of steps, you know, in a package that I now sell to people. And also it's easier to talk about. It's easier to sell. Yeah. It's easier to market. How did you get over? Did you get over? And did you have this issue? Is how did you get over the two big P's: perfectionism and procrastination? I mean, were those were those anything that you dealt with at all? Or for me, I like perfectionism didn't really come into. I don't really struggle with that. <laughs> I guess I'm more of a just a kind of. What like, is that like? <laughs> um, you know procrastination was hard because in you know at the beginning when you're trying stuff you don't know what's going to work you don't right. you know so you're doing a lot of stuff and I did you know and you're sort of it's a bit like throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it doesn't stick and you know and so there's a lot of quiet time where you just you know and it's very easy to just go oh it's just not working it's not working and then you know and just become paralyzed by it but I and I always encourage my clients to do this. I've got a really good set of coaches that I trained with that we are that, that I we maintained contact and we Ooh, meet. Oh yeah, every what do you call of the them? Week. I love call them a brain trust, a brain trust, right? Where love we it. meet every week or every couple of weeks and we share ideas and best practice and what's working and what's not, and we help each other and we, you know, you, we come up with ideas for one another. And that in the quiet times when it just felt like oh my God, this isn't going to work and it's going to, you know, it's going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Got you over it. You know, people have thrown it and just, even if it's just like from a cheerleading perspective, cheer you on to trying the next thing. And it's really important because it can feel very lonely being out on your own. If you come from, you know, a corporate environment where you've been part of a team and you've got a clear job spec and you know what you're doing to, ooh, I'm sort of, you know, in part making it up. I'm having a good go. Is there a point you think where you, where the testing ends? I mean, do you have a line that you draw where you go, actually, I've I've sharpened this up enough? Because there's a point, isn't there, where you think you can't keep changing things? No, absolutely. It's when it works. It's when it works. It's when it works when people buy it, when they get real value out of it, and it, it you, you deliver on the promise. You know, and at that point, you—I mean, like I'm sure you're the same. You know, most entrepreneurs, you're on to the next thing. You've got ideas for other programs, new things you want to yes. try. So you start you're building sleep, out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're building out. <laughs> I've always got something else on the go that I'm testing, trialing, playing with. I'm always—I'm almost scared to shower. You know, like if you go shower, you're like, no, you're going to leave me alone too long, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come out with my head exploding. It's That's not relaxing it. at <laughs> There is that element of, I, th- I think I actually heard an interview the other day, which really like resonated with me. And it was almost like, you need to be prolific about speaking, talking, testing, you know, in order to get to perfection. 
because perfection doesn't yeah. start from day one. Absolutely. You know, and I've got a little, in fact, it's written on my board up there, progress, not perfection. <laughs> it is just nice. about learning. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a little reminder, but it's just about continuing to learn and utilize those learnings and feed them back into the loop so that you're then adapting all of the time until you get, you know, until you eventually, you will, if you keep going, you'll get to a final product and something that really works and, and, you know, and then you start the process again with the next thing that you're interested in having a go at or, or building out. I'm just having a quick think now, like what's an easy win for someone to realize what a strength is where they don't realize it's their strength and therefore is a value? Like what, what's the really quick like red flag for you to go, whoa, hang on, that's actually one of your strengths and you should actually be charging for that? Well, I mean, it, it, it's different for different people. I mean, if I'm working with them, it's quite because I'm innately fascinated yeah, and you, by people. You're it's easy for me. Right? Like I just yeah. like I can see it right, and the yeah. way they talk, like, I yeah. ask them questions, and it's the way that, it's always about, it's about the energy. It's about but the energy. But if someone's like, listening now and thinks, well, how do I know if there's something that I'm good at that I'm not charging for? Like what? Ask people. Ask people you trust what it is they think you do or, or that you're good at. You know, to yeah. poll people. Because they, you, 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 you might be surprised by the answers, you know, because people like, and again, like I said, because it's innate, it, you tend not to value it or, or be able to pin, you know, it's hard to pinpoint yourself, but other people see it, you know, and it's obvious to others. Like with a lot of the clients I do this strength stuff with, afterwards, they'll go and talk to a spouse or a partner or a friend about what's come up and their friend will go, well, yeah. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah. That's obvious. <laughs> to everyone except you. To everyone except you. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're really stuck, the quickest and easiest thing to do is, is poll people who know you. I think another red flag for me would be like where you're doing something and time just disappears, you know, yeah. and it's like before you know it, a couple of hours have passed. It might be that you're actually doing it for a client or you're on a call with yeah. a client or something like that, where you come off and you feel like, oh, wow, that went really well. There's something really yeah. as simple as you're that. Ad, you're yeah. absolutely right. It's one of the questions I ask in one of my one of one of the exercises I run with people is what what makes you lose time, you know? Because it's 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 always about and it, oh and another one is like where do you get your energy from? You know yeah. what things light you up and energize. And I can tell when I'm talking to people, you know, and we, we're about specific things because they come alive suddenly. Yeah. They're, they're you know they're animated and they're full of energy and and you know and and they're, they're talking about things that just like. Suddenly, it's sort of. <laughs> I just, I just had a vision of you know those like well, it might be an American thing because I don't think we really have them in the in the UK, but you know the used car dealerships have the big blow up characters, <laughs> and like <laughs> when the air is out, they're all floppy, yeah, and then all of a sudden, and like, yeah, and that's it. But that's what people, that's what we're like as human beings, right? And so it's like, what energizes yeah. you? Follow your, follow the thread of your own energy because that those things you're going to be good at and you're going to enjoy. Yeah. Definitely. And I would say also, I mean, you, you've you've created your own and proprietary way, right? But you only came to that by again, test, fail, test, fail, yeah, feedback absolutely. loop, feedback loop, right? And I think that's the only other additional thing I'd say to somebody listening today. It's not just about where you're losing time. It's also watch yourself. There's a particular way that in which you are doing things. There's actually value mm -hmm. in the exact way that you're doing things. And there's yeah. a way to formalize that as value as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, so you've been going since like what, 2014? <laughs> is that is that the official date? 
right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's when I started, when I qualified and I started building things up in the background. Yeah. Coaching, right. So like you really beautifully communicate now what you do, who you do it for and how you impact change for your clients. But I'm quite clearly that's not the way it was from day one so if you if you had to time travel and go back to early days Ali like what would what would you actually say to help Ali in those early days well and and honestly it was what I had I mean my original website it was vague (laughs) and it was just you know (laughs) yeah there was no no there was no clarity whatsoever in what I was doing because I wasn't clear so it wasn't it wasn't easy to then articulate what it was I was doing but everybody's Um, like really set on having a website right oh yeah yeah yeah, you've got to start somewhere right you do and you do your best but god it was awful (laughs) but there's three things I would tell myself probably going back three things to know like the first was and I got this piece of advice after I'd been going for a year trying to build it up you know in that whole try fail try fails system yeah and I I spoke to a woman who had successfully built a coaching business three times over from scratch in three different countries oh my god and I know and so I spoke to her about what she was doing and how she was doing it and she said to me and this was the most valuable piece of advice Alison it takes two to three years minimum to build a business Yes. Like, and she said, it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether you've got loads of backing and funding or like, whatever your proposition is. It takes two because that's just what it takes. Hmm. And that, for me, gave me a huge amount of relief. Because I was like, well, of course, it's common sense, of course. <laughs> you know, but that's not how I was applying. You know, I, I was feeling like I should be up and running within nine months and it should, you know, be all singing and dancing. Why am I successful? And, you know, Everybody like, told me I'm making millions. Being, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course it just doesn't because you have to go through that trial and error process and you, the only way you learn and it's, it's odd. But knowing that, as soon as she said that to me, I was like, right, let's reframe the timeline and my expectations. Keep doing what I'm doing, but just not ladle Release all of this pressure, same pressure mm. yeah which just eased it up made it feel easier and better so I would definitely tell myself that Mine. I would too. I would definitely advise myself to you know market in a way that's true for you because you know and I, I think it's true for a lot of people when they start out you feel like you read you know there are all sorts of advice people off telling you you've got to do xyz you know you must blog every day you must you must mm. tweet you must be on instagram mm. you must do a hundred things you've got to be out at networking events and, you're, and, and you can't do it all and you get it's really easy to get taken and i did totally overwhelmed and lost yes. and then like oh now i don't know what, what to do where to go and the truth is and I, again i do this with my clients now Focus on few things that tap into what you like, what you're good at, you know, and where you value lies to market because you're going to be much more successful. You're going to enjoy it a whole lot more, you know. So if, if social media isn't for you, for example, don't make that the priority. Do you know find another way <laughs> so I would definitely tell that to myself because I tried all sorts of stuff and tried to make myself do things that I hated that were a waste of time and energy but I felt like I should be doing them because that was that what people you did in order you to build yes. a business yeah Good and probably the third thing is and we've already talked about it is make sure you've got a cheerleading squad that brain trust that you know like a, a, a connect it can be one person or a group of people but a support network because you know that can help you cheer you on when things you know when things are good as well as when things aren't and can you know you can bounce ideas off of because otherwise you're operating in a vacuum Hmm. and you know it's really easy to get disheartened and it's easy to just get lost yeah I think that's true and I think also I think what's 
What's better today, I don't know if you'll agree, is there are so many more people now that are running their own yeah. businesses that actually it's much easier now to get yourself a network, to find yourself those close people to support you. Because in my early days, it was just really, and also because I think of the subject or not the subject, but the structure of what I was trying to do business model wise, you know, mm. back in 2007, the UK was not ready for yeah. Nobody understood it. I couldn't find suppliers to help me. I had to go to the US to get people to just hear me and like, oh, yeah, landing page. I know what that is. I can help you. <laughs> so I think today for people, it's also, and even just being an entrepreneur and also knowing that life is, it's not even, there's not a set paycheck, you know, things go up and down and you need to learn how to manage the up and down. I think having those brain trusts or people around you that get it, yeah. you know, I think it makes a huge amount of difference to to you succeeding. Yeah, it really does. It really does. You know, and contact, and people who can you know who've got contacts in the right things that as your business grows, yeah. you know, can help without support. Yeah, and that's so, again bringing it back to what are your strengths, but also not just your strengths. What's the strengths in what you've built over time as well? Like you're saying with your networks, mm. if you've spent quite a bit of time building those connections, it's not necessarily your brain and your head, but those are that's one of your skills and strengths. But your strength now lies in that circle of people that you've pulled together, and there's value in that too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's where mm. it's, it's where my business was built. You know, without that network, but you know, and I hadn't thought about it when I was in my old corporate role. But you know, no, you I did. Don't. I, I built because it's no, yeah. but but you know, that network was you know they they became coach clients for me. They yeah. recommended me. They told people about you know what I was doing, and and you know, so that started in the early days where my business came from. That validated your credibility yeah. and your value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, brilliant. So anybody listening, just remember whatever context you are making at the moment in your employed roles, that is going to be valuable <laughs> for you should you ever leave that job for one or two, go and set up your own business as well. Mm. So God, I've had so much fun chatting to you. I mean, I could keep talking, <laughs> but we should probably save it for another episode. But if someone is listening today and wanted to learn a little bit more about you, Ali, what is the best way to do? Obviously not a huge amount of social media. But <laughs> I've got what? somebody doing it for me. That's that's how I got around that in the end. Hey, but you <laughs> hey, see, that hey. comes with growth. That comes with that growth. That comes with growth. Absolutely. Okay, um, so. Yeah, just about, I mean, just my website, livetrue.co.uk. You know, everything's on there, nice. all the stuff that I do. Nice. The little bit we didn't actually get into, though, Ali, was that whole ideal life advocate. That was a phrase that, like, really, what? what's yeah. that all about? Ali? Could what you tell it? me that before we, uh, well, before we close? It, you know, part of my own journey, you know, so I help people with career change because that's what I did myself, right? So yes. I'm my own case study. But as part of that, it wasn't just about the work. You know, and I think most people who want who, who want to, you know, run their own businesses, there's a lifestyle element to it, right? Yes. It's not just about the type of work you're doing. It's mm. about the type of life you want to lead. And I, for me and for pretty much all the clients I work with, you know, I just – was desperate for more space and more time for myself, for my friends and family. And just, I wanted to live in a totally different way. And, you know, and so what I do with my own clients, as I do with myself, is factor that stuff in. So it's not, you know, so that, because you can, at the end of the day, it's about living a great life, right? Yeah. Whatever it is you're doing, whatever mm. type of work. And, mm. and so making sure that those lifestyle factors are included, whatever is important to you, you know, for me, I'm, it meant I moved from the centre of London, from Covent Garden, to a, to a mountainside in Wales in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by sheep. People thought at the time, <laughs> I thought I was mad. <laughs> and I love it. 
because I value silence and peace. And so mm-hmm. as part of that process, you know, it is it was just about how do I facilitate my ideal life as part of this. Yeah. So that's what I'm an advocate for. And I make sure that people that I work with think about too, so that, it, you know, it's tied together. Just lovely. Thank you so much for joining me, Ali. It's been honestly a joy talking Aww. to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Your genius is, is much needed in our very complicated <laughs> choice rich world that we're living in today. <laughs> Thank Aww. you so much. Thank you. And that's it for this episode, folks. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to us today. And I reckon this is really a topic to bookmark, to share with somebody that you care about who may be struggling with their topic because everybody has at some point in their journey. But until next time, stay strong, believe you have value and make good brand decisions. See you soon. Thank you for listening to The Brand Compass. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with your entrepreneurial friends and help them make good brand decisions. Until next time, let's keep the conversation going at ShellyRosland.com.